Buenos dias, everyone, and welcome to the Orange Bird Show. I'm your host, Alex Seidel, and welcome back to episode number two, where today we're going to be talking about the Disney College Program. Um, it's my goal throughout this podcast to kind of have a series on the college program. Today, we're going to be doing an introduction, kind of some details about the program as a whole, how to apply, who can get in, and some tips and tricks along the way. But we're also later in this series going to be talking about my experiences in the college program including getting sent home due to COVID-19. And I'm also going to bring guests on along the way to hopefully share their experiences, their stories, and their tips. Um, as I was applying to the Disney College program back in 2019, I really wanted to know some of these things. So I'm hoping I can shed some extra light, shed some extra stories out here on this podcast to hopefully help those of you who are applying. Or if you're just interested in the college program and want to listen, I invite you along for the ride as well. So I'd like to start this introduction episode kind of talking about what is the college program. And just to define it real quick, it's an opportunity for college students or recent graduates to go down to Walt Disney World Resort in the parks, the resorts, the water parks, Disney Springs, ESPN, Wide World of Sports, and really anywhere you can think of within the property and work in that frontline cast member position, the, the people you see doing the daily operations from custodial to attractions to merchandise to food and beverage to lifeguards at some of the water parks and resort pools. You might see any of those roles as Disney College Program participants. So it's really a great way to get an idea of what working at the parks or resorts is kind of like. And it's a really fun way to work for Walt Disney World. So who can participate would be the next basic question. I'm just going to kind of rapid fire through these first two. Um, currently enrolled in at least one college credit. So that means that you can be any age. I know there were people down in my program who were, I think, in their 40s who enrolled in a community college credit just to come down and work at Disney World. So it is possible to do that. Also, you can participate anytime while you have a credit enrolled. So during college, perfectly fine. And then 24 months after graduation, you're able to apply as well. This is actually a change from before COVID where it was six months and then I think it became a year. And now it's all the way up to two years post-graduation. So you don't have to be worried about necessarily an academic you know, leave of absence or something like that. You can always hold it off until after college is over to get down at Disney and get this experience, which I think is a, a really great option depending on obviously maybe maybe loans could be something that are a factor there. And we'll talk about that kind of more down the line. So that's kind of a, a general idea of what the college program is and who can participate. But I'm sure most of you who are listening, who are thinking of applying or are interested in the program, want to know a little bit about the application. So we're going to dive into the application next. And I will warn everyone here that I haven't done the application in its current form. However, I've done every part of it. And let me explain what I mean. Before COVID, there were three parts to the interview process. There was a general application, which still exists now in 2022. There was a web-based interview, also still exists in 2022. And back when I applied, there was also a phone interview, which has since been removed um, from the interview process. And I wouldn't be surprised, I'm recording this on September 27th, 2020, 2022, 
I wouldn't be surprised in the future if you're listening to this later down the line if the phone interview is back. I'm not going to give any tips on this episode, but if it does come back, I'll, I'll be sure to make a later part, a part two towards uh, this episode specifically. So let's break down both of the current parts that exist today, the general application and the web-based interview. Now, I didn't really know what to call it, so I just called it the general application to start. And that's that's basically what it is. It's going to be an application that's going to ask you for your name, your college, your date of birth, just some of those types of details to learn a little bit about who you are and, and give them an idea of you as a person. The second part of that general application is experience. And what that means is your work experience, maybe some volunteering experience, any jobs you've previously had, which is really kind of the meat of your resume, so to speak, that's kind of what's going to be looked at, at least at this phase of the interview. One of the things you want to focus on is talk about things in this part of the application that are really applicable. So you can put them in an order. Most people will do it chronologically, which probably makes the most sense. But if there's an experience that really stands out compared to your other ones, maybe you put that number one. Uh, For example, I just wanted to work down in the college program. I worked through high school in the food industry to have a better chance to get myself down there. That was a big reason why I eventually became quick service food and beverage. And we'll talk about my specific role um, in a little bit. But make sure you put those experiences that really show your guest interaction, satisfaction, whatever you may have you. That's really important to get on there. Work the five Disney keys of safety, courtesy, inclusion, show, and efficiency in your responses. Disney, in case you don't know the five keys, look them up online, learn a little bit more about each one. They're pretty self-explanatory. But Disney is built on these keys. Um, Actually, before COVID, it used to be four keys, and then during COVID, inclusion was added. So now it's five keys, um, in case you haven't been keeping up on your key news, I guess, um, so to speak. So yeah, but Disney is really built on these keys. Um, Safety is your kind of number one. Um, There's not really a a ranking per se. I said them in what would kind of be a ranking, but they're all kind of, they work together to create the experience that we have, which is really amazing. But number one, the one I said to begin with was safety. So there's even a motto down at Disney, safety begins with me. And that will kind of be drilled in your head as you're down there working for Disney, but that's a real big thing. So if you can make a bullet point in each of the experiences on your resume of how you were able to maintain safety. For me, I worked in a kitchen. So kitchen safety is a huge thing. Food safety health is really, really important in the restaurant industry. So focusing on those things and how I was able to maintain a level of safety that was satisfactory and above and beyond even uh, was something that really, I think, helped me in in my application and was a really great experience to talk about um, there. Highlight experiences that are relevant is really good. Um, Like I said, I worked in the food industry, ended up becoming quick service food and beverage. And this phase of the application is also read by recruiters. This is not, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, this part of the application is not done by robots, as in like an AI that would scan for buzzwords. Buzzwords are critical. Don't get me wrong. They're going to catch a reader's attention. You know, words like safety, show, courtesy really, really important. 
But this is actually read by people. So make sure that those words, you know, are in the right order. Not that AI wouldn't be able to detect that, but this is what's going to get you either into the program or not get you into the program because it's actually analyzed by people. So put your best foot forward. Take time to review what you're writing. Have someone read over it. I think those are all great kind of tips, at least at this section of the interview, but just describe you. You know, don't go above and beyond and make things up. I, I'm not endorsing that whatsoever. Just tell them who you are. And if you're filling out this application, and you realize, hey, I've only got two, three experiences to talk about. And, you know, maybe two or three is okay if, if they're really good experiences. But if you don't feel like your experiences are strong, maybe now's not the greatest time to apply to the college program. Come back in six months. Go get a job in the food industry. You know, go get a custodial job at, at your local library or something like that. Become a lifeguard over the next summer. So figure out your way down to the program build your experiences, building up to applying to those and try and find ways to really better yourself as an applicant. So the general application is really just telling them who you are. So I think for most people, it's going to be completely fine. You know, you put your stuff in, if you have good experience, you're going to be okay. The second part of the interview process is the web-based interview. Uh, Some people call it the WBI for short. I think Disney might even call it that. Um, This is really not that hard. Once you get to this part, in my opinion, um, I think it's a really maybe easier way. You know, you're kind of in the program. I think as long as you answer these questions correctly, and and I know that sounds maybe a little intimidating, but the web-based interview is basic personality questions. Uh, One of the questions I think on there for me was, do you like to smile? And then it gave you five options. Uh, Strongly, or how how, how do these statements feel to you? Strongly agree, strongly disagree, and then neutral. Um, We're kind of, and then two in between, somewhat agree, somewhat disagree. Obviously, if you're working for Walt Disney World and the question, do you like to smile comes up, I hope that it will be a strongly agree type of answer. The other thing to keep in mind during this is there's going to be similar questions. It's kind of, if I remember correctly, it probably took me 15 to 30 minutes, somewhere within there, and it was just constant questions, and you eventually get repeats of, do you like to smile? And then maybe 10 questions later, it's, do you like to be happy? And this is an interview at the happiest place on earth, right? Remember that this is an interview and I know maybe sometimes it's easy to think, you know, are you happy? And like, you know, maybe today you're having a bad day. So you put disagree. That is not going to fly. Also, keep your answers consistent. If you say that you like to smile, you strongly agree with that. It might be weird if you put disagree to I like being happy. So keep that in mind. It's an interview. It's a personality interview. Just answer consistently throughout And remember that it's a job interview. It is a job interview, plain and simple. So answer, you know, be honest. I'm not saying completely lie if your personality doesn't align with how Disney aligns. But I promise you, as long as you stay consistent, as long as you be yourself, be happy, be confident, you will be totally cool and stay consistent. The web-based interview overall is is not too bad, but it's definitely both of these steps, the general application and the web-based interview, they can be scary if you're not really sure you know, what they look like and you haven't done it before. And worst case scenario, you apply once, it doesn't go well, 
apply again. You know, it, applications constantly come out. You can reapply. You under, Once you understand the process a little bit better by doing, it is perfectly fine. I know plenty of people down in the program who are awesome at what they did. It took two, three, four times to even get into the college program. So keep your head high no matter what, but trust me, you got this. So now that we've talked about the application, we did a quick kind of synopsis of what the program is about. I wanted to break down some of the specifics about the program and some of the things, um, some of the details, so to speak. So Disney breaks it down, the college program, into three kind of things, living, learning, and earning. And you're going to hear these three words, especially if you go on their website to learn more about the college program. So I'm going to kind of break all of those down. Right now, as of 2022, the current living situation is that Disney provides housing at a housing complex called Flamingo Crossing Village. And some people use the acronym FCV for short. I'm not sure how much that actually gets tossed around down there because I haven't lived there. Um, I lived in Chatham, which was an older housing complex that has since been uh, taken away. And now everyone lives in Flamingo Crossing, which is really cool. It's a nice Nice complex from the uh, videos and pictures I've seen and a lot of people that I know down there also are really enjoying it. So it's a really great place. There's all sorts of different rooms. And once you get to that part in the process, Disney will kind of lay out, all right, you have a two bedroom um, with four people or a two bedroom with only two people in it. Uh, So whether you want to buddy up or not. So those are all kind of details you can work out and prices are subject to change. So I'm not even going to go over them here, but that's all stuff that will kind of come out once you get into the program on, on how much housing is, I think right now, I'll, I'll say that it's about 230 a week, I think. Um, I'm not completely certain on that. And that also varies depending on uh, how many roommates you have and, and details like that. So that's, that's kind of the living component. I don't want to touch on that too much. The next part is learning. So I think this to me was one of those aspects of the college program that I almost didn't understand before I got there. Um, you know, what learning opportunities does Disney provide for participants to kind of advance their classes? They don't offer classes per se. I, for me, I'm an engineering major. They don't offer calculus or physics. That's not the type of classes they're offering whatsoever. They do offer Disney 101 leadership classes. So a great way, it was a three-class course where we learned about the company as a whole and gained leadership skills and got to talk with people from the company. Really, really amazing experience. So there are different types of learning, but not exactly your, your classroom type of learning. To talk about classroom learning though, what is an option is if you haven't graduated yet, obviously, you can still continue to take classes through your college. I know at least for Penn State specifically, we have a world campus where you can take classes online from anywhere in the world. I know a few people who did that. A couple of my friends did that while we were down on the program. To be honest, unless you need to graduate by a certain year and that is your concern, I do not think there is any reason not to take a leave of absence from your college degree to come to the college program and then hop back into your degree once you are done the college program. The reason I say that is because you are actually working down at Disney World. It is not like a vacation. You will be busy. You will be tired. And there were nights where some of my friends who were taking classes 
were just burnt out, didn't want to be doing the classes. It's hard to focus constantly when an exam is coming up. You know, it's just not something you want to worry about. So unless you have loans to worry about or you have to graduate by a certain time, um, you know, obviously that's that's up to you and your personal personal circumstance. I would recommend taking a leave of absence and just having the college program to focus on while you're down in Disney World. It gives you a great opportunity to meet lifelong friends and do lifelong, you know, make lifelong memories, to be completely honest. I, I think that's what this college program is all about. It's not really about advancing your college degree, but just growing as a person and, and also a leader, um, I think it is a great way to kind of look at this. So in terms of learning, there are some opportunities to learn. And, and another part of the learning also comes in with like backstage tours that they offer. I call that learning not in the academia sense, but more in terms of, hey, I'm a Disney fan. Um, let me go backstage and kind of unveil the curtain more than you already do. Even if you work, you know, wherever, that there's all sorts of ride backstage tours. I got to go to Pandora at 7 a.m. I think the park opened at 8. We were in Pandora for an hour. There were 20 of us that got a tour. We got to do River Journey and Flight of Passage without any line. We got to learn about the story of Pandora from some of the cast members who worked there. It was a really cool experience and, and something I definitely will remember for a very, very long time. So we've covered living and learning. Let's hop into earning. The hourly wage right now is $14 an hour. Now, when I worked there, I think it was 11 or 12. That was in 2020. And I think I got an extra dollar because I worked in Magic Kingdom. I know that safety critical people got an extra dollar. So if you worked like an attraction, and then I know lifeguards made even more than that, I forget what that was. So I think I made like 13 an hour when everyone else was making 12 at Animal Kingdom or whatever, uh, because I was working at Magic Kingdom. So I don't exactly know. I know base pay starts at $14 an hour. That's kind of your minimum. That's your floor, so to speak. Um, so anything above that would be great. Average working time is about maybe five days a week, sometimes six. I'd be surprised if anyone only worked four days a week, to be completely honest. Seven days a week is possible, um, but I wouldn't expect that to happen for too many multiple weeks unless you're at a location that is really, really understaffed. Um, probably eight to 10 hour shifts. I had some six hour shifts. We'll talk about that when I talk about my specific role. And then I know some people in attractions had 12-hour shifts as well. I don't know how common that is. I've heard even 14-hour shifts. Um, I think those are a bit extreme, and I don't think they happen commonly. And that's kind of what you're looking at. So you're definitely working anywhere from 30 to 60 hours. It, it definitely fluctuates depending on your location and the need and all that sort of thing. So kind of a flexibility in there. You might be working more than a 40-hour work week. You might be working slightly less or slightly around, but uh, definitely with you know a rent that's $230 a month, it's not a bad idea to be working. And, and hopefully you like your job enough where it's not a problem that that's kind of the case. So other starting information about the program, we've kind of touched on living, learning, and earning. I just wanted to talk about a few other details, and then I'll hop into my role and, and what I did. So roles are currently being decided based on the need of the company. So Disney is not giving an opportunity for people to select preferences, I don't believe at the moment. 
It is really just what they need. If they need people for attractions, if they need people for lifeguard, that's kind of where you're going to be thrown in. Roles are learned about a week before your move-in date to the program. So there's not even really a time to say, ah, this isn't for me. I hate my role. I'm going to leave. I wouldn't recommend doing that anyways. I promise you, whatever your role is, I have a lot of people who did parking for Magic Kingdom. And I know that sounds like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the parking lot all day. I have a lot of friends who enjoyed and loved working out in the parking lot, which I know sounds weird maybe to people who, who just don't understand kind of the program and and working down at Disney World, but I promise you, there are a lot of really, really cool roles that maybe on the outside don't seem so glamorous. I want everyone to remember listening, this is work. The Disney College program is not necessarily easy. It's not necessarily something where we're going on a vacation down to Orlando for a couple of months just to see what happens. This is actual work. There will be days that are hard. There will be days where you're cleaning something that maybe you don't want to, or you have to deal with something that... You know, you didn't think what happened, but it's all fun at the end of the day. And I say that just kind of because some people go down and expect it to be a complete vacation and then their expectations are shot. I'd rather have people go down expecting maybe less and then getting more is kind of the way I look at it. But whatever works for you um, is the way you should handle it. So the next question I kind of have written down is, should I bring a car? And my answer to that is absolutely 100% yes. If you have a car, bring a car. Now, I know that's obviously not everyone's case. Um, when I did the program, I did not have a car. I had to rely on the bus system that Disney provides, which works perfectly fine. Don't get me wrong. The buses are capable of handling transportation. However, they make it a lot a lot harder. When I worked down there, Magic Kingdom buses were coming every 45 minutes. So if I had a shift that started at two o'clock and the bus was coming at 1.20, I was cutting it close potentially. So I'd have to get on maybe the earlier bus because if you show up anything more than like five minutes late, or I think if you show it up at all late, even a minute over, uh, you get points, which is something to talk about in the later episode, but you get points, which are reprimands basically. So if you have a car, it just makes your life way more flexible, way easier to go to get groceries or just do anything, even outside of the world of Disney, go for a hike or something like that. Having a car or at least being friends with people with cars is kind of what you'll start to do if you are someone who needs to ride the bus all the time. Um, But at least having someone with a car is great. But if you have your own car, I promise you there will be all sorts of people kind of flocking towards you because cars were definitely something um, that made life a lot, a lot easier. And I can't stress that enough. If I would go back in time and tell myself one piece of advice, it would be bring a car. The next thing I want to talk about, and it might not be something that a lot of you as listeners, especially for this episode, are listening about. Is the program worth it? I'm sure a lot of you have your mind set that the program is worth it. It is awesome. I should do it 100%. I'm an engineering student. I wanted to get a foot in the door of the company. And throughout my experience, I learned a lot of skills. To me, the college program is worth it. And if you're an engineering student or not, and your advisor at your college or someone tells you that the college program is just you going down to Disney World to lollygag and have fun, assure them that they are wrong. You will learn plenty of amazing skills. You'll have to be quick on your feet. Every day, bring something new with different variabilities and guests, with other coworkers. 
you know, and just the fast-paced entertainment industry that Walt Disney World is, there is always something to be learned every single day. And I truly believe the college program made me into the person today that is able to come on here and make a podcast or just be outgoing and do stuff. And some of those characteristics I had before doing the college program, but they really helped build my character and help me grow as a person. So the college program, I can't thank enough for some of those things. I think it's absolutely worth it. Whether you're an engineer, a business major, a psychology major, whatever you are, it is really, really a valuable experience. Even if you're not learning anything specific to your academia, uh, you know, section. So a little bit about my experience is where I want to take this episode to kind of finish things off. I know I've given some overview and I hope that I'm kind of doing this backwards to how most people, most people would kind of introduce what they did um, to give themselves some ethos for why you should listen to me. But I, I just wanted to get into the details and, and get it out there because I think that's the easiest way to do it. And I hope you know, that kind of works for people because they want to know the information. That's the whole point of clicking on this episode and, and listening with me today. So my experience started uh, in 2020, well, actually 2019, I applied for Spring 2020 Advantage. Um, I don't know that it's specifically called that anymore, but what that basically meant is I was going to be down there from January to August. But if you think back to 2020, March 2020 specifically, that was the start of COVID-19. So I was unfortunately sent home on March 16th. I arrived down in Disney on January 27th. So I was only down there for about six weeks uh, living in Chatham, like I said, before Flamingo Crossing even existed. I lived in an eight-person apartment with four bedrooms, three bathrooms. So we had um, a Jack and Jill bathroom for both of the two bedroom, two bedrooms on each side, and then uh, four bedrooms in total and two people per bedroom and a Jack and Jill bathroom in the middle with like a third common area type bathroom that only had a, it was only a half bath, I think. I don't even think it had a shower. Um, so eight person apartment, four bedrooms. It was pretty cool. I, I don't know if they have that anymore at Flamingo Crossing. Uh, it definitely lent itself to a little bit of drama potentially just because the amount of people that were in there. Um, but it was really awesome to have that many people. There was always kind of someone home and something going on. My role was quick service food and beverage at BR Guest in Magic Kingdom. Um, and if you heard that correctly, BR Guest used to have both quick service and table service. I know if, if you've been uh, recently, it's only table service. That was a change post pandemic. We used to do breakfast from about open till about 11 a.m., lunch from about 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then there would be an hour transition from 3 to 4. And then at 4 p.m., we would shift completely into a table service dinner. So quick service used to be breakfast and lunch, which was cool. What that also meant for me is I only worked from about 7 a.m. to 4 a.m., as my two bookends of the day. And sometimes I'd get out a little bit earlier or start a little bit later, depending on the need that day. So that was pretty cool. I, I kind of had a, a normal eight to five job in a way, which is really, really rare down at Walt Disney World. Um, most people will work, especially in the college program, later in the night, kind of shut down the park, maybe start at one and, and leave at nine would be a more reliable college program type schedule, especially for attractions. I'm not sure about most of the other roles. So I worked probably about 30 hours a week. I probably worked seven to six hours each day uh, just because we opened 
like when park opened and then we closed pretty early. So I didn't work as long as everyone else. Maybe some of my longer work weeks were about 36 to 40 hours if I was working five days a week for eight hours, but not too bad for me. I kind of had a, a different program than I'd say most, which was pretty cool. Um, I went to Magic Kingdom for 25 days straight. I worked there one. I would also go during my off days and then two after work every day, I would go right back to the park and I'd be in there till about park close. I watched happily ever after every single night. Um, I love the show and I'm super stoked that it's coming back. So I'll definitely be down there for that. It also has a special place in my heart just because I watched it for, you know, 25 straight days. Um, obviously that's a little bit harder to do to match the straight days there, uh, because of park reservations. So I don't envy the people on the college program or future college program participants because of park reservations. So hopefully that gets its way sorted out soon. Uh, one of the perks that we had was 20% off merch. I think that still exists. I think it's the same number. Don't completely quote me on that. And to be honest, I, I loved what I was doing. It, it was really awesome. Um, working at be our guest. I, you know, worked as a waiter, um, bringing food out on our carts. Uh, they don't even do that anymore with the, we had these big wooden carts and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a later part about this Disney college program, uh, series, but I worked as a waiter, worked as a busser. I cleaned tables, I cleaned floors, you know, I cleaned all sorts of stuff and, uh, just serve food and really got to interact with guests. I didn't get any training on cash experience before the program ended, which was unfortunate. Um, but I had, a, I had a lot of fun working at BR Guests, working in the ballroom, listening to that Beauty and the Beast music on, on repeat every single day. Actually was pretty nice. I'll be completely honest. It was a great place to be. I was inside, which is another thing to think about when doing the college program, that most of your days are going to be outside in the hot sun. Uh, for me, I was perfectly fine because I was inside. So it wasn't too bad. Obviously, kitchen itself is a little bit hot, but I wasn't in the baking sun in Orlando, which is pretty nice. So overall, I'd recommend the college program if you're thinking about doing it. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, and I absolutely love my program working down at Be Our Guest. I, I hope this episode, as I'm getting to about the 30-minute mark where I kind of want to start dwindling off here, overall, the experience was amazing. And I, I'd recommend it to anyone. I hope that this episode kind of shed some light on some basic details about the application and, and what to look forward to um, about it. Uh, a little bit about my role. Um, actually, the Disney Club at Penn State is having a panel discussion about the DCP today, Wednesday, or when this episode is published, would be today, Wednesday, September 28th, which is super awesome. So go check them out on Instagram. I'll be there with about five other people, and I'm going to try and get some of those panelists to come talk on this show later about their experience is as well. So I'm hoping to dive deeper with other participants and learn about their stories. Um, if you don't already, make sure to go follow us, follow the show on Instagram at the Orange Birds Show. Um, it's been super fun talking about the college program. We're going to talk more about it in future episodes, but until then, I will see you next week and have an awesome day.